Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode 123. Guys, today I'm talking about the secret behind my most liked Instagram posts ever. And something tells me you don't know what's about to be coming at you. I'm so excited to share what I think is the secret behind creating viral content, how this journey all got started, and what I found when it comes to creating content that really resonates with an audience. Before we dive into today's show, I want to read the review of the week from Olivia Malnery. She says, I am so excited for this podcast. I've only listened to one episode, but I already wish I could listen to them all day long. This is a great educational resource and I appreciate what you've done, Jenna. I only live about an hour from you in yet another small Wisconsin town. You've inspired me to keep going with my dream, even though I live in a tiny area. Thank you so much. You guys, Olivia left a review after listening to only one episode. Could you be as cool as her today? Trust me when I tell you that leaving those reviews means so much. We read every single one and it makes my entire team happy dance because we put so much work and heart and effort into this show. So just take two minutes, leave a review, take a screenshot of it and send it to me. And I promise I will write back because it means so much to me. So without further ado, let's talk about my most liked Instagram posts ever. And I'm ready to shock you. Are you guys ready? You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Yo, 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 it is Jenna here, and usually this is the point of the show where podcast hosts talk for a solid 5, 10, even 15 minutes about some product that you need to purchase or some coupon code, and maybe you're like me and you just fast forward through to get to the actual content. But fear not, you don't have to do that here. I dropped all of my sponsors in an attempt to get back to why I started this whole thing in the first place, which is to bring you the best free education 
twice a week. So today's show isn't brought to you by a paid sponsor. It's brought to you by my free Instagram guide, Captions That Convert. That's right. I made a totally free guide dissecting captions that don't just get likes and comments, but captions that actually convert your followers into clients. Because what good is that number under your name if it's not showing you results in your bank account? So grab this free resource and more at jkinsta.com. That's right. We all love free. So hop on over to jkinsta and up-level your Instagram game in no time. Guys, I have always struggled with loving my body. I think if we're all being honest, loving ourselves is one of the hardest pieces of existing. We freely give our love to others, but struggle to learn how to love and accept and celebrate ourselves. And I want to share a little bit today about what my most liked Instagram posts ever are and why I think that is, because it might not be exactly what you're expecting. To give you a little background, growing up, I was a competitive gymnast. I started gymnastics when I was three years old, and I'm not just saying that I was that girl in the leotard doing cartwheels, but I was at the gym for eight hours a day, almost every day in the summer. My coach even tried to talk all of our parents into homeschooling us so that we could be there more. During the school year, I'd be there Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, right off of the school bus all the way until 8.45 p.m. So if you can imagine growing up, my childhood was a little bit different than kids who participated in school sports. We were in a private club. And so it was just totally different. I love the memories that I have of that chalky gym, honestly. It was probably the best thing I ever did. I learned so much from being a gymnast, and I met some of my best friends in the entire world in that gym. I hate these days even telling people that I was ever a gymnast because I feel like my body doesn't reflect that piece of my life, that story of my life. And after spending over a decade in velvet leotards, I traded in those leos and moved into swimsuits as a diver. And I became a diver towards the end of my high school career, went to college specifically to join a diving team that was highly ranked in the country, and dove all four years of college. So if you didn't know I was a college athlete, that I was. I spent so many hours in the pool in those college days. When Drew met me, he would come to my diving meets. I always smelled like chlorine and I always had wet hair. Ugh, two things I totally hate. Now, over the years, I think I've just really struggled with body confidence and eating disorders, with dieting, with accepting my body, feeling good in my skin. And it was all brought to the surface very recently after our two miscarriages where I absolutely hated my body more than I even knew possible. Well, I understand and why everyone can tell me and all the books can tell me and all the forums can tell me that miscarriage is your body's way of taking care of what it needs to. I totally believed this web of lies that my body had ultimately failed me, that it wasn't doing what it should have been and that it was incapable of doing what so many other women's bodies seem to naturally do. I totally hit an ultimate low after that. I was emotionally eating. I felt so out of my skin. I was yo-yo dieting, gaining weight each time I had got pregnant, and then hating my body after our loss. And in fits of grief, I just felt like I was this soul stuck inside of a shell. I 
was entirely and completely disconnected from my body. Now, one thing that a lot of people don't talk about is when you go through miscarriage, it's really, really hard on your body, especially the further along you get. And both times we miscarried, I was at 10 weeks. So I was pregnant for 20 weeks out of a year without having a baby. And so that impact on hormones and weight gain and just the emotional status of what your body is going through is totally numbing. I think that a lot of people can talk about loss and grief, but I never heard anyone talk about that aspect of miscarriage, that painful reminder of what is no longer happening within your body. And so I started to realize as I was trying to get back to myself, I noticed this trend when I was perusing Pinterest boards. I had become this person who was online shopping, trying to find clothes that I would feel good in. But when I looked at my boards, I was pinning only skinny fashion bloggers, people who didn't reflect my exact body type. Of course, they looked good in about anything they had on. And so I started to realize like I'm only pinning people that don't look like me. And so I would start to order clothes that looked so good on them only to feel like a totally stuffed sausage. And then it would spiral me into another tunnel of self-doubt when nothing worked on my size 10 body. I also started to yearn to see people with my body type represented. And that was the hardest because I am definitely not a size two, but I'm also not at a place where I would be considered plus size. I am right smack dab in the middle. And sometimes the middle is the hardest to find represented. It was never, ever a part of my plan to make body positivity a piece of my brand. It wasn't even on my radar. And the truth is, is that I don't make money off of it, but it has become something that I am known for and a really, really big part of my personal mission. So when I started to share that I was really struggling with my body and when I started to put that out there... I started to realize that it was something really powerful. And after waiting and wishing for other people to do it, I knew that I had to lead the change that I wanted to see in the world. I think so often we are just waiting for someone else to step up to the plate. We think, well, that person can do it or someone else is already doing it. So it's good. But I knew that I had to step out in boldness and just put it out into the world, even if it meant showing up in my underpants to prove it. Now, A few months ago, I was home sitting at the coffee table with my mom, and we were just talking about how crazy it is to see the way my brand has twisted and turned and grown over the last few years. And I straight up asked her, I said, Mom, have I ever posted anything that just totally made you cringe or made you wish that I hadn't? And she said, honestly, the first time that you posted a picture in your underwear, she felt that way. And then she said, But then I started to read the comments and I realized that what you were doing had a purpose and that your purpose was so much bigger than I first understood just by looking at the picture. Now, I remember when I was a teenager, I would scour magazines, you know, the ones that would promise that you could lose 10 pounds or get a flat tummy. And I would do hundreds of crunches and promise myself that I would only eat crackers for a month straight and hang thinspiration on my bedroom walls to keep me focused on looking like those people on that ultimate goal. And Nowadays, I honestly question, I wonder what would have happened if I saw cover models with curves or with headlines that said, learn to love you just as you are. 
I think that maybe I could have possibly saved myself years of hating my size 10 body because it didn't look like those on the glossy pages of magazines. You know, nowadays we are so much more aware of Photoshop, but the truth is, is that it's happening now more than ever. Everyday people are using things to remove blemishes and whiten their teeth and smooth their skin and and become thinner. And we don't even realize our brain does this incredible thing into making us believe that what we are seeing is real. And so I think about myself as a young girl and what society told me was beautiful. And when I think about my mission, what I really want to do these days is to show people that they can see themselves represented. Maybe they don't look exactly like me. Maybe they don't have the same curves or the same cellulite or whatever that would be. But maybe they see a piece of themselves reflected in me. And to me, knowing that just putting myself out there gives me the opportunity to do that. Oh my gosh, is that ever powerful? Now, Maybe if I had seen photos that showed people who looked like me when I was growing up, I would have understood beauty and confidence in a different way. That true beauty is in showing up and not shying away. It can be found in extra chins and luscious rolls and dimples and bumps and scars and stretch marks. And if you've been hanging out on Instagram and following me for any amount of time, you know that my feed isn't just filled with marketing tips or sales pitches. It's filled with long captions, and I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, and a lot of heart. In my feed, I tell stories of my marriage, my life, our travels, and the hard crap that I go through. And of course, I share my work. But if you've ever attended an Instagram webinar of mine or listened to the episodes where I talk about my approach to social media, you know that it is so much more than just a marketing pitch for me. It's about connection, real connection that can reach through phone screens and settle into the hearts of strangers. I often talk about my feed being this place where I am just aiming to make people feel like they're not alone, to make them feel like they are enough just as they are. And that honestly is so much more important to me than selling any programs or gaining any followers. So many people have asked me how I grew my following. Like, they think I have this secret. And the truth is, is that I really don't believe that secrets exist. The kind of connection that leads people to talk about me like I'm their best friend. The same kind of connection that leaves people telling their friends about me. And that, my friends, has been the secret to my growth. Through serving people that are already showing up for me so well that they come back and they bring friends. Every time I go to an event or I get the opportunity to meet my followers, they always say, I feel like I already know you, or I've told everyone about you and I know that you don't even know I exist, but here I am. And the truth is, is that I do know that you exist. I do know who you are. I see you, I hear you, and I'm creating for you. And that's part of the reason why I put my body out there. Now, it's no surprise that I am a giant fan of analytics. I am obsessed with numbers. In fact, in episode number 15, I shared that I was afraid to tell you guys how obsessed I can get with the numbers associated with things. For me, in a creative world where very few things are concrete and measurable, numbers give me this relief so that when I started to dig into my Instagram analytics, I wasn't entirely shocked at the results. In fact, I smiled because 95% of my top performing posts 
had nothing to do with marketing or anything that I was selling. They had to do with something I am so passionate about, my mission, my message, something that I struggle with every single day, and that's body confidence. Now, hear me out before you think I'm about to tell you to show up online in your underpants, because I'll be honest, I know you're probably not going to do that. Although I have to tell you, it's not as scary as you might think. But sometimes the things in our lives that we are most insecure about, most scared to share, most afraid to talk about, those are the things that can form the deepest connection. Those are the things that allow people to say, me too, and create a bond far bigger than any product or service. When I started this whole thing, when I started sharing about my journey, when I started posting these posts, it was a way to document where I was at because I was not in a good place and I was willing to admit that and put that out there. But I also knew that if I could share my journey, if I could somehow figure out how to love myself just as I am, and if I could share what that process looked like, what those emotions looked like, what thoughts were going through my head along the way, and maybe help you do the same, to me, that was so, so powerful. Now, what I see happening is as entrepreneurs, we often try and turn our social media feed into one giant marketing pitch. We're trying to prove that we're experts. We're sharing our products and our services daily. We're trying to mask our marketing. We're singing our own praises. We're sharing our testimonials. But let me tell you something. Every single human being out there is struggling. And sometimes when we can share that struggle... It can make more of an impact in the world than any marketing pitch or product or service ever could. Sincerely, I mean this. I think that a lot of times we have these underlying motives. We want to make more and sell more and do more and be seen as more in the world. And sometimes the things that we need to put out there are the things that we are hiding the things that are so uncomfortable, the things that are knit in the core of our being that make us who we are, those things that we are struggling with behind closed doors, that could be your biggest connector. And I'm not telling you that you need to put it on social media to make an impact, but what would happen if you started being honest? Because I think that when I look at statistics and when I look at social media and the way that it makes people feel and and the rise in suicidal thoughts and the comments of people not feeling like they're enough, I feel like we're all craving for more real. I feel like we're craving to see that we're not alone. And when we're not playing a bigger part in social media by at least letting people in just a little bit to see that we aren't perfect, then we're just perpetuating that problem. Now, the older I get, the more that I see that we have these struggles, that there are these things that we hide, these life experiences that leave us wanting to crawl into a cave and to never surface. And a lot of times when we just can simply say that one simple phrase, me too, we suddenly create these connections well beyond our products and our services. And we connect on this soul level, a level that can turn your followers into raving fans, that can turn you from just being a brand into a human. Let's be honest, we all have this love-hate relationship with Instagram. We find ourselves scrolling, we're hashtagging our way into oblivion, trying to crack the code on how to get more followers, and we're straight up exhausted from the rat race. I get it. That is why I want to help you. This show is made possible with the help of my totally free Insta resources to help you write captions that convert, to use hashtags that actually connect you to your dream clients, and so much more. 
Hop on over to jkinsta.com and get your hands on my resources created with you in mind. That's right. It's free 99 and it is waiting for you over at jkinsta.com. Go dig on in and I'll see you over on the gram. Now, needless to say, I started to talk more about my struggles. It started really slow, but with time it grew. And the more me too's I heard, the more I was driven to show up, to show up imperfectly, unflatteringly, as raw as I could, because I believed if I really wanted to make a difference, I had to remove the veils that social media allows us to wear. The more that I shared the struggle, the honesty behind it, the more that the support grew, the more that people took notice, the more that my message was shared with the world. So what does this teach us? Maybe this wasn't what you were expecting. Maybe you were expecting to hear some formula or some news on how I cracked the code into getting viral content, but this fact alone can teach us that we are all hungry for connection. Think of your favorite people to follow online. There is a good chance that these people are showing up in a way that allows you to connect, whether that's your mutual love for home decor or the fact that you both can't eat gluten, or maybe it's your love for seeing new outfits or the fact that they might look like you or have walked a similar road to you. I think that it is so easy to sit back and watch other people put themselves out there and think that your message is just going to be lost in a sea of others or that the world doesn't need you, but I value your story and the world does need it. Don't let your story just wither away in vain. What if you could change one life with it? Would it be worth it? So maybe you're wondering, well, how the heck do I create connection in my posts? How can I incorporate this more into my brand? Number one, if you're not ready to show up in your underwear and tell the world that you're not content in your skin like me, worry not. I have a method for you that will help you to start creating meaningful connections. This is called the Jenna Kutcher Five. I'm going to come up with a better name someday, but that day is not today. So basically, I want for you to think about five things that make you you beyond just what you sell. So beyond your service or your product, I want for you to think of if I were to ask your spouse or your family or your parents or your best friend, tell me about this person. Tell me what kind of things sums them up. What would they include? Maybe they would talk about your love for lattes or the way that you always have your nose in a book. Maybe they would talk about your obsession with paint by numbers or your ability to collect every single L magazine that ever existed. Maybe they'd talk to me about your pet dog who loves to sleep with you or the way that you decorate everything in your home, whatever that looks like. I want for you to start to create themes because your social media is like an editorial look into your life. A lot of times I think if I had a magazine, what would be included? And it's pretty much what you see on my brand. I would want it to be empowering. I would want the cover to say, learn how to love the skin you're in just as you are. I would want to share things like my marriage and my passion for rescuing dogs and our desires to travel the world and the way I like to decorate my home. I would share all of those things if I had an editorial magazine. So what would be inside of yours? And then I want for you to create a system with social media. So take the guesswork out of it. Rotate through those categories. Share more than just what you're selling because that is how you're going to create connection. 
my brand has so many facets of connection that a lot of times I forget why people are following me. Maybe they also went through a miscarriage. Maybe they also struggle with body confidence. Maybe they just live in Wisconsin. Maybe they want to travel to Hawaii. Maybe they need a wedding photographer. I don't know what that is, but I am showing up in a way that's not alienating any one audience and in a way that is still serving everyone that is there. Next, if you're passionate about something, find an organization or business that you could team up with to share their mission with the world and connect your personal story to their cause. I've done this with Aerie. They do real, not retouching, and the partnership has been incredible. It's also given us both a place to share our mission and for a relationship that helps further the cause. I got partnered up with Aerie years ago because I commented on a social media post back when they didn't have this massive following and offered to help them. And slowly we built this relationship where now I'm flying across the country to speak at events on behalf of it and to really help shed light on their mission and to make it a bigger mission with a story behind it. So if you're passionate about something, find a way that you can get involved with someone that shares your passion and really create a relationship that not just further the mission, but furthers your story because your story matters. Number three, it doesn't have to be well-received by everyone. Let me tell you, most of the time when I post a photo about body confidence, I lose followers. I have been body shamed. I have been called fat. I have been through the ringer on that. But guess what? That is the 1%. The 99% of comments read about how I'm changing lives or inspiring other people. And I have to choose as an influencer to let those comments rise above, to give those comments weight in my life. So not everyone has to understand and be on board. It doesn't have to be connected to your business or to your brand, but there are things in your life that you are passionate about. There are causes that you are excited about, and you have to figure out how you can incorporate that because your social media is not just your marketing. It is your story. Now, I have learned so much about social media over the years. I believe that it is my legacy. I believe that it is not just a highlight reel, but it is real, R-E-A-L, real. And I want to look back on my feed and say, that is exactly the life I was living. That is exactly the hard seasons and the good seasons and the celebratory seasons. And those seasons of not knowing, those are all reflected in the posts that I'm putting up. I have learned that when you really care about something, when you are passionate about it, and when you can tell meaningful stories behind it, that's when you create your best content. It is not about selling anything, but it is about sharing your story in a meaningful way. And I think that when I think of what my superpower is when it comes to social media, it's my ability to create connection through the real stuff. Because we all see enough perfect, and that perfect can infiltrate into our lives, telling us that we are not enough. But I want to change that, and I'm not going to wait around for other people to do it. I knew that I had to step up to the plate and be the one to lead the way. And so today, when you're listening to this, I want for you to ask yourself, what is it that I'm passionate about? What is the cause that I'm really encouraged by? What is something in my life that I am afraid to talk about, and how can I start to shed just a little bit of light on it? Because those dark areas in our light, when we can shine a light on them and just say, I acknowledge that you're there, you don't need to move, but I just want you to know that I know that you exist. There is so much power in that. I'm going to close with a little story. 
Since our last miscarriage, I started working with my friend Erin, who was on the show, Erin of Raw Beauty Talks, and she offered to lead me through this six-week program to really just help me feel better in my skin and create routines around intuition and health and and just really kind of find this holistic approach to everything. I was done with yo-yo dieting and trying all these trends, and I just really wanted to come back to my body. And the other day, we were doing one of our sessions, and she told me, I want for you to just sit down in a comfortable spot and close your eyes, and I want for me to lead you through this exercise. And of course, I'm a person that loves control, but I did as she said. And what she did is she went through this visualization, and she wanted me to visualize my best self, my perfect self. What did I imagine? How did I feel? How was it knowing that I was in the best shape of my life, not just in the sense of weight, but in the best shape of my life mentally and emotionally and spiritually? And I found myself crying as she did this episode. And and she said, I can feel your sadness over the phone. And I couldn't even talk. She was asking questions and I just couldn't even sputter out words. And I realized that this whole body image thing has taken a long time and I'm nowhere near done with it yet. And as I cried, I just realized that my body has been asking for me to come home this entire time and I've avoided it and I've ran from it and I've done everything I can to stay disconnected from it because I didn't know what it would feel like to come back to it. And she said, your body wants to work with you. It wants to be on a team with you. It wants to be fueled and moved and loved by you. And as I cried, I realized that This is something that will likely be a struggle for the rest of my life, but it doesn't have to remain my entire story. It's not my entire story. It's just a piece of it. But in sharing it little by little, I was creating space for freedom. I was shining that light on that dark, dark spot and saying, I see you there. You don't have to move, but I know you exist. And I'm willing to keep shining a light on you until you come out of that spot. So whatever it is in your life that you are keeping in the dark, whatever it is that you are hiding from, that you are delaying the healing from, I sincerely pray that you start to just shine a light on it, whether it's by yourself in your room or whether you start to share about it online or with close friends. There's so much power in that. And I never, ever guessed when I started sharing my journey that that would become my most liked post ever and that it would become a piece of my brand, the thing that somebody might think of when they think of me. But what a beautiful opportunity it is to inspire, to show up in people's lives and to let them be able to say me too. So until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals and never doubt that your story can make a difference because it absolutely can. And I am just waiting for you to tell it. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.